Yeah, I've been vocal because I've done it. I've done long distance in a relationship and it was shit. It was the worst thing ever. And so like whenever anyone... How long six months. Yeah, so okay. not even like crazy long. But back, but back in the day, you know, back yonder, a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're in your sort of late teens, early 20s. It's a tender age. But six months of a like relationship. Twice over. Yeah, yeah, it is tender. And six months in a relationship, I feel then, at that age is uh, I feel like you feel every month in relationships at that age. Yeah, it's the same thing as like the end of the year coming around faster every year because it becomes a smaller part of your life proportionally yeah. as you age. So I guess it's in a similar vein, but I agree. You, everything's amplified. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like whenever anyone at that age has mentioned it or, or like... I haven't just like leapt in and volunteered my opinion unless someone's asked it of me, but when they have, <laughs> okay. I've, I've been really I'll honest. I'll see it differently. <laughs> <laughs> We've been in mutual situations where people, it's been in conversation. Yeah, we have. And I don't shy away from the fact that I don't think it's a good idea. And I think the reason that that's a contentious, uh, you know, attitude is because it's insulting that, it's insulting to people who think they love each other or someone who thinks that they are in yeah. like... Yeah, well, I, I feel like, I don't know, maybe people that are on the receiving end of net, like, you're either getting supportive advice, people being like, oh, yeah, nah, you, you and her are really strong, dude. Like, you guys will be, you will be able to get through exactly. it. No, no drama. That's what people are hunting for. Yeah, well. Okay. No, it is. Like, that's what I think it is, because there's this very real proposition that they're going to have to do something incredibly uncomfortable or painful or just shit they don't want to do. And so they just avoid it as any other discomfort yeah. as a human. And then they're just like, no, nah, I need to find a way to make this a good thing. Tell me my yeah. relationship's strong and that you believe that we can do it and we're not like every other like yeah. 18 year old couple who is and deluding <laughs> themselves into thinking they've found, you know. True love. Yeah, and, and they're more than willing to take the advice if it's positive. But if you say, terrible idea, I don't think you should do it. You guys aren't, you know, you're just not old enough to get through this. They'll be like, no. Nah. Don't, they don't know anything. They don't know my relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But isn't that silly? Because it's like, why did you ask? Yeah. You, you knew that was a potential answer. I only have my own experience to call upon. Look and it up. was like, I don't know, it was always a thing with my missus at the time. It came up and I was like, yeah, I don't really want to do that. I, don't, I haven't seen anyone who's done it like successfully. Yeah. I've never seen it work. Um, and I'm not like, you know, if it's meant to be, it'll be meant to be again in six months. So. Yeah. I'll see you then, sort of thing. Yeah. Which was met with the obvious criticism, which is like, "What well, you don't, you don't believe in us." Yeah. <laughs> it's only six just, months. Yeah. What? <laughs> immediately, you're just like, "Well, I guess I'm a dickhead if I say no." So, I did it. You expect this to pick up where it left off if we don't fucking have heaps of overseas fights on the phone that we can't resolve? <laughs> yeah. We're obviously pretty strong if we say things like that to each other, aren't we? Like, you don't want to plant, plant heaps of seeds of doubt? <laughs> yeah, and it was shit. It was just the worst thing ever, you know, and... Yeah, I, I've not done uh, long distance before, but... I mean, I remember when I, in one of my first relationships, I was quite young. I was overseas for about a month with my family, like in Europe, so different time zone as well. So we call that a holiday, not traveling, right? Yeah, it was a holiday. But, yeah. but what I mean is like, even just my experience of 
trying to communicate frequently with my then partner, you know, across time zones like that, and being away, not, you know, admittedly only for a month, but at that time, still at that age, a month was a long time yeah, to be yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, like, and I hated it. I hated every day of it. Mm. Uh, and it just, it even just spoiled my time away. Yeah. So I was just like, nah. I think from now going forward, I'd like to be in relationships where I can drive and, and be at their place in 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, I, like, without going into detail, the reason that we talked about this, and I think it's like a relevant thing that a lot of people go through, but I'm, I'm experiencing the polar opposite of it now where I yeah. just, like, didn't even think about it because there's, a, like, a pleasantly unfamiliar feeling of security about the whole situation. And whether that's the relationship or my age, you know, yeah. Either way, it's a different attitude to what I used to have. So I, uh, one of my friends is, is, in a, is in a domestic long distance thing at the moment, as in it's within Australia, but different cities. Um, and uh, he's based here and she's in Melbourne at the moment, but has been pl- plotting a move back to Sydney. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the near future, but there's nothing been concrete yet. And now there's a curveball being thrown in because she's potentially uh, might be getting a job now in another city, not Sydney and not Melbourne. Like Perth or something? Uh, Canberra. Oh, okay. So, but, so I found myself in a conversation uh, a couple of days ago about this, um, this kind of career versus relationship dynamic mm. and like how much because the the guy who was based here was was seeking my advice because he was thinking okay I'm in a situation where I don't want to come across as unsupportive of of my partner's career I don't want to be like no 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 I don't think you should get that great job in Canberra yeah. because he obviously wants her to move to Sydney because he's getting sick of this situation where they don't live in the same city yeah 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 but he's like Am I being a dickhead if I'm being like I don't I I don't want you to get the call and be like great you got the job in Canberra I want you to come and move here I want you to get a different job such a tough one to call uh, yeah it's and like you get it right like I understand that attitude of and it seems like a fairly natural junction to arrive at where you're like okay you've got stuff that you want in your life I've got stuff that I want in my life and you know, in this situation, we're talking about your work stuff and my romantic stuff, and currently your work stuff is interfering with my romantic stuff. Yeah. So, like, it's not like it's anyone's fault for arriving there, but somehow it's loaded to even start talking but, about. But it, it becomes this like weird competition where, or like, yeah, both of those kind of, they're not polarities necessarily, but they're competing with one another. You're like, <laughs> I want this for my work, but then he's saying, do you also want to be with me? Because this might be great for your career, but this will have ramifications on our relationship. Mm, so, yeah. you know, they inev- cross over somewhere. Yeah, inevitably, like, there is an expenditure. One is at the expense of the other. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where that is, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's so weirdly transactional. Yeah. Because you can do both to an extent, but in its base form it is like it is polar opposites there is polarity because whatever however whatever metric you use to define your energy expenditure 
at one moment at any given time it's either in work or it's in relationship like yeah, they are directly yeah. competing for your attention yeah that's so true and your energy and just like but you still can do them both at once yeah so it's like it's it's impossible to call i guess there's so yeah i don't know i mean i guess the point that i tried to get across was like uh, th- at some point in time i mean this career move to canberra that this person's plotting i think is not with an not with a view to like that being the perfect job perfect mm. career it's with an eye to that being a stepping stone somewhere else and i think he's the guy that's based here is just a little bit like bereaved because he's like i kind of wish that you weren't just thinking forward and like and almost seeing the the time now is just time to be glossed over and yeah, like yeah. not not fully immersed in and just kind of yeah just to skim over dude that is the most interesting terrain to discuss where you i I don't have that capacity to to like envision a year or two years or five years and be like that's just dead time that is just purely time to just put my head down and and think every moment of of elsewhere yeah how can you write time away like that yeah it's 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 like you value future time more than you value current time even though you only have access to the current (laughs) yeah and you might never have access to that future that you're coveting and you you know basing your entire life's behavior around yeah yeah that's impossible because that's that's on a micro and a macro scale where on a micro scale that is the essence of meditation it's not thinking about you know the food you got to buy later on in the day or the meeting you got later in the week it's thinking about right here and now this very space you know what you can see is all there is but then that's the exact same dynamic as slaving away inexplicably writing off five years to be some droid in a massive corporate machine just because you think that the lifestyle it'll offer you is what more than twice as good, but than it's so the it's, time right now. It's so pervasive. Think about just like the the off the cuff remarks that people make, like "Oh, another day closer to Friday," and it's like That's same crazy, thing. Man. Yeah, exactly. We're like just filing away present time <laughs> week after week. We are just fucking like we're just with our words and our mindset we're just willing it away yeah yeah it's just fun it's crazy you know how everyone says like life's too short or incorrect statement well think about i always what i'm noticing in myself if i think about the days where i've been super duper present and completely engaged in a variety of things that interest me for a whole day by the end of it i'm shagged like i'm (laughs) I'm like zombied out on the bed going like, man, if I live every day like this, 85, 90 years of it, that's, that's going to be enough. I'm not going to be oh, able yeah. to get up after that. <laughs> I'm going to be on the floor. I'll be digging my own grave. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just like, I'll be satisfied. I won't feel like yeah. I've been ripped off with time. Whereas I do feel like that when I've been disengaged with things that don't interest me and then my mind's been in 10 different places at once, then I get to the end of the day, I'm like, there's just not enough time. I need an extra day in the week. Yeah. I need an extra hour in the day. Like, I can't live my life like this. But it, it's a different exhaustion. One is such a contented, like... Totally. Like, yeah, you know when you just hit the bed and you go, oh, I know I'm going to sleep well tonight. Yeah. I, I am... Yeah. My mind is like nowhere. It's just, it's in the clouds ready to, for my eyes to just close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other one, you're just like, 
don't know. You just wrecked. You're just thinking about all the loose ends in your entire life. Yeah, and you're just like, my mind actually can't spend another hour trying to compute this mess. I need it to just like close off for six hours. Yeah. Before yeah. I get up just so tired and try and figure it out again. Try and get it back up to speed. <laughs> That's <laughs> work. <laughs> work. <laughs> I know, just taking just a shovel punching to your own buttons. brain. <laughs> it's, it's so gnarly because it's a feedback on either side. Like It's like you've got to think of a 180 degree scale mm. and at some point in the middle it crosses over <laughs> and all the things that you are doing to benefit yourself, you know, the effects are bigger and you actually get more and more out of it and start rolling in a positive direction. Yeah. Whereas when you're in that state, you're your own worst enemy and everything turns against you. Yeah. Like, when sleep turns against you, oh. you are fucked like, when <laughs> yeah. you get to the stage where you're like I know I just sent an alarm for four and a half hours away uh, I've, um, what am I going to do and you just know yeah it just starts to feed back so negatively and it's yeah. so hard to bust out of that yeah. and get back to the other side it's insane alright a few couple of things that I want to run by you today okay. okay first one's fairly innocuous second thing is uh I guess just like a, a starter on a more broad issue. Okay. First thing, I think we're using the word unsavory incorrectly, and I'd like to get your opinion on this. I don't say that word most days out of the year. No, neither do I. <laughs> unsavory. It's not a. It's not a everyday word. Okay. But you know how sometimes like. It, it, this might come up in a news article. Eddie Maguire sacked from 2GB Radio for making unsavory comment about personnel. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right? That kind of yeah, that kind that of context. context. So unsavory is the antithesis of savory. Yeah. In that context, right? Yes. If something's unsavory, it's not savory. Isn't something that's not savory sweet? So if I'm making an unsavory remark about you, aren't I making a sweet comment about you? I don't know what you want me to say to this. Well, I just yes, think... <laughs> your equation is tidy. <laughs> I don't know. Is there loose working there? Or... I don't know <laughs> because if that's the case, <laughs> I think like are we just using it wrong? Shouldn't it be they made Aren't a savory? It's not a synonym, but it's one of those in words. Antonym, homin, nah. Homonym, homonym, mo- words it... that have multiple meanings. No, words no, that have, two words that have the same meaning. Homonyms. Oh yeah, maybe. So there's a word. There's an in word for like <laughs> uh, something that has two definitions, right? Something can mean more than one thing. Right. Okay. So you think there must be another definition of savoury? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And for whatever reason, it's, we've decided that one of the antitheses of, of a savoury is horrible and one know. of them is beautiful. Yeah, Why the know. fuck would we do that? I don't know. What a stupid language. <laughs> Who the <laughs> hell decides this? I'm thinking about savoury and it triggers in my mind salty. But yeah, exactly. That's sa- so someone's made a salty comment? <laughs> <laughs> No, are you saying is that any different? Yeah, well, what or is that mean? equally inappropriate? But still, if something, if someone's made an unsalty comment, they've made a sweet comment, haven't they? Um, yeah. <laughs> Look, the, I just thought this, about it the other day because I can't even remember how it came up. But someone mentioned that. I think I was watching a talkback TV program or something <laughs> where someone said unsavory, and I was like, hang on a minute, what does unsavory mean? 
Look, I'm just saying that I think we need to proceed with caution when it comes to this particular usage of the word unsavory. Well, but the other use of the word savory is savor, isn't it? Like to savor something because it tastes good. You know, I, know, I understand the word savor, but does that word savor I think that's have an adjectival extension? Well, there's no such word as unsavor. You can't unsavor something. Something just is unsavory. Mm. Does that make sense? Like yeah, you that wouldn't does want to savor sense. it. I feel like that must be maybe that must be the other part of the in definition. <laughs> but savory is not a word in that context. So you're saying that unsavory just being the opposite of something to savor. Of something to savor. Yes. Good conjunction. Well, I think they fucked up, really. I think they didn't think about it. <laughs> Who's they, man? Like, well, I don't I mean, know. how many words are in the English language? You just like, who the fuck thought that was a good way to describe something? I'm just saying proceed with caution because you could be confusing someone. If you say to someone that you're going to make some unsavory remarks about them, they might take it as a compliment if you're attempting to insult them. <laughs> yeah, they might think you're telling them that, that they look really good or something. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll, um, I'll keep that in mind. Thank you for no, bringing okay, this to my man. attention. No, it's okay, man. No, it's cool. Been, the one day of the year that I used the word unsavory, I might have found myself in some sort of faux pas situation. So, thank you. That's okay. Do um, you think about, do you just have like words that pop into your head for a day at a time or sometimes a week at a time and you just, <laughs> it's like, where's that word? Like, what's the origin of it? You think about, you really Can I have the etymology, it? please? Yeah, <laughs> they always ask that. Spelling bee. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, fuck off 11 year old, it's not going to help you mate. But it might though, because they speak like ancient, they've got, they get asked ancient Hebrew words and ancient Egyptian words and shit. Like I, the word I, because this, I ask you this because this does happen to me, sometimes just words won't leave my head and I really yeah. unpack them to an extraordinary degree. But I came full circle on one the other day. Like, yeah, okay, really interested to, to hear how this plays out. Like full circle, liver. Yeah. Like think liver. of the word liver, like an fuck. organ. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, you know how you need to live? That's your liver. That's what, like, makes you live. <laughs> well, it's, it's in conjunction with a lot of other shit. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying, is to live is an all-encompassing word, and they've identified one singular organ as apparently the that's liver. A... Like, that is the one thing that makes you live. This is what I mean. I've unpacked this. We've got a liver right here. <laughs> this guy's fucking living. <laughs> but I've also never exactly, like... <laughs> I've never thought of that word. What as, are you? I'm a liver. <laughs> as the word live with an R on the end of it. I've never yeah. like thought of that word as an extension to the Right. Uh, to, to the word Does yeah, that make sense? To the word, yeah. That's full no. circle for me. And so <laughs> to and, be about eight days, but whatever. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and so like have you, equally important, isn't it? Have you written your conclusion on this yet? No, or? I haven't. I just think someone was stoned when they were writing the dictionary back in the day. Like just like you with your word unsavory someone didn't think that through enough it was going to confuse a couple of blokes in the future (laughs) (laughs) what words in the dictionary shouldn't have an apology written in them (laughs) sorry yeah right okay so wow yeah I haven't thought about the word living I hadn't thought about the word unsavory sure man hey I'll let you know if uh, any others I feel like I feel like that's got to be it for that word though like to savour or... You reckon it's on the way out? Yeah? It's not something you'd want to savour. That's a long sentence. It's unsavoury. Much easier sentence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who uses the word savour anymore though? Lawyers, man. That's yeah, it. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I think the word saber gets used more than saber now ever since Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be wild if lightsabers if lightsabers were a real thing, humans would be extinct within a decade. A decade? I don't even give it that. <laughs> People would have been having way too much fun with them. Yeah, yeah. There'd just be so many more amputees walking oh, around. Yeah. It'd be common to have only two limbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you got to like 40 years old, you had all your limbs, you'd just be terrified. You'd be like, someone's just going to get me now because I feel like an obnoxious dickhead because I haven't lost a limb. Paralympics would be taken off. Maybe like, it might cauterise the whole thing as it slices the limb off. Like you might not even need medical attention after you lose a limb it to a lightsaber. It seals, seals as yeah, it goes. could do. I'm sure you could like mod your lightsaber to make sure it does that. So like in case you cut off a mate's limb... You've immediately treated it. You've given him some first aid. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Simultaneous. Sorry, man. Oh, wait. Sorry. Sorry, but um, wait. Oh, Can I get good, you a right? beer or something? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that, uh, mate. Can you? Okay. What would? You, oh, every time I think about, or I read about young people having to have limbs and stuff amputated, mm-hmm. I always like, I always try and put myself in that situation and think about, could I? How would I respond if I if I had that news? If I went into the hospital once, there was something up, and they were like, "We, we think we're going to have to amputate one of your legs." I'm always like, "How would I respond in that situation?" Yeah, I think um, you'd probably be on some pretty good drugs. Like you'd probably be pretty chilled about it. I would have thought. But um, yeah, but I mean, just like trying to project a lot, like, like what? So. You've been through a lot to get to that point. Like, I think at that point, you're just so thankful you're not dead. Yeah. I haven't spoken to anyone, even related to someone who's been in that situation. No. Obviously, I might have without realising it, but I didn't ask them about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, like, by that point, if you're at a, you've been bitten by a shark, run over, whatever, something horrific, you're just so stoked that you are able to answer that yeah. question. I suppose the way that technology is progressing in today's world though with like bionic fucking arms and yeah, stuff yeah like what's the deal with that South African murderer the guy who um, Oscar Pistorius yes who's like he runs faster than a normal bloke doesn't he because he's got he's got pretty like well. springs yeah I think his his time's like pretty on par with, yeah. with Olympic he's time. making our lightsaber future look real good because you're mm. just like well the exoskeleton's gonna be better better yeah. Far, far superior to the And you'll be able to get software upgrades, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck the original equipment manufacturer guidelines. I'm modding, dude. I'm modding 100%. hard. 100%. <laughs> All right. Second thing I need to run by. Yeah, yeah, yeah go. So, <laughs> didn't think we were going to talk about lightsabers today. <laughs> I, didn't think, I bet you didn't think that lightsabers would be the answer to the word unsavory, but that's what we finished <laughs> on to get to point number two. Oh, that makes me think of lifesavers, those lollies now. Oh, Fuck, they were good, man. Were they? I never got into those. So I was just like, <laughs> okay, no, I no, no, sorry. It, they were too hard and like, I'm confusing them with fruit tingles. Too much work. Fruit tingles I got harder. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly the, the lolly that I compared it to. I'm like, lifesaver, man. Have you heard yeah. of fruit tingles? So, the competition's caning you. <laughs> for, for the marketplace of absolutely miniature disc lollies. Yeah. On a shelf at either the chemist or at the checkout at the supermarket. <laughs> yeah. Nowhere else. Yeah, you're nowhere in sight you're not even in contention. always on sale for half price yeah yeah mate like oh fruit so, singles yeah. this shit was that point number two no that wasn't point number two that's point one b <laughs> fruit singles are the shit yeah point point two so while i was away 
Uh, uh, I, um, You're in Borneo. Yeah. I, I really was struggling because basically the tap water pretty well all over where we were was oh, not good to drink. Did you have to buy heaps of bottled water? Really interesting. And so yeah, this is, this is the situation that I found myself in. I had to buy a lot of bottled water. And uh, when we first when we first got there, we travelled up to just a, a region that's sort of broadly known as the tip of Borneo, okay. which is not not really far from the Philippines. And we were kind of walking, and you know, there's a lot of sort of Instagram <laughs> edited beautiful photos of this area but when we got there we first got to this beach and there was just fucking litter all over it really all over it and my initial impulse was i don't understand how there's so much rubbish here because there's hardly anyone lives here there's pretty well no development there's like you know in a in a space of maybe five square kilometers like three accommodation places and that's it. Small ones and maybe two restaurants. Mm. Nothing. And there were so many bottles. And I was thinking, has some of these washed up maybe from Cambodia or the Philippines or just boats travelling through this part of the ocean? China, sort of, not too far away either. Just heaps of neighbours that it could have come from. Yeah, but on, and then I was thinking, well, is this... Or is this just rubbish that's come from here in Borneo because so many people are drinking bottled water because the tap water is not good and and my initial response when we got there was like anger and I was upset and I was like it was a distressing image to see all of this here and then to also feel like I was contributing to it by drinking bottled water as well yeah because imagine if that was a waste contractor three k's away from you who was just like yeah yeah I'll get rid of your rubbish for you and just dump it in the sea and then it was just washing up down where you are yeah but yeah and yet, but that could have been your bottle that you put in the right bin and yeah. there's some fuckery along the way. Well, I think certainly a, a lack of waste management facilities and infrastructure, it's certainly contributed to the problem. But I was thinking more of it about just like the sheer volume of plastic that was just becoming waste matter mm. because people weren't reusing those bottles because they needed, I don't know, unless you're going to plant where they're bottling up this water you can't be like can you fill this up for me mm. and I was just thinking that these kind of like plastic free movements that we have in Australia and elsewhere are great powerful and like obviously worthy initiatives to strive for but that kind of thing is not feasible or not not feasible but is competes with things in other parts of the world like people's sanitation yeah and things like that yeah, which yeah. you know people for more important things to worry about well, like, to make sure they can survive till next week well yeah if someone's yeah if someone's like you know i always it's made me think now about like the challenge is not to tell everyone to stop using plastic it's not only that it's like we need to come up with i don't know broad stroke change so that a country like this part of Malaysia doesn't have to be like, no, we can't not do that. We need, we don't fucking have clean drinking water here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so, so much, so much more. Like, so I think you, what you said, is emblematic of the entire 
problem at large, which is that we haven't thought about rubbish at all. Because there hasn't been enough humans to need to worry about the stuff that we produce that will exist with us forever. Yeah. Because it just goes so far out of our consciousness that it's effectively you know, out of our lives. Not in our planet anymore yeah. because we don't see it. Yeah. But now there's enough of us that we're realizing that our waste management systems at large are so grossly underserviced. Like we have completely underestimated the level of infrastructure that we need to cope with the volume of rubbish that we create. Yeah, well that would have been the problem with the foresight would have been not realizing how much volume there was a, Yeah. you know, thing about inf- But volume is opportunity. Yeah. Like I didn't study business, but I know that like when there's a big underserviced volume of something, you can make money out of that something no matter what it is. Yeah. And so for me, I've been thinking about this heaps, man. Like the first person who can not just figure out how to run successful recycling facilities like an actual factory that can clean sort actually turn like pellet recyclable products plastic Mm. or paper or whatever because currently those places are getting shut down like that massive one in victoria recently Mm. and there's crippling councils everywhere so the first person who can actually privatize that and figure out how to just come up with some rep like easily replicable facility that can effectively create recycled material yeah that person is not only going to make absolute bank but then they'll also have the opportunity to integrate that with privatized recycling because exactly like this thing when you think about you're doing the right thing but it's sort of getting ruined by everybody else i reckon i'd probably pay extra for a service that guaranteed that my waste was actually going to be properly recycled and not contaminated by my yeah and then eventually the government should rebate people who decide to do that who are like actually paying to make sure that we're doing the right thing with our rubbish like there's fuck you've poked a fucking word what am I, what am I saying you've opened a can of worms yeah. here slash poked a bear because I've been thinking about this so much recently because well, I mean, that seems like a fairly obvious sequence of events to yeah. then like whoever's at the at the top of the pile at the end of that or just the first person to bloody do it that person's gonna like save the world and be minted beyond their wildest dreams yeah well I mean it's a fucking massive issue there at least should be some government department that assesses how you've been spending your money and rebates you accordingly so if you can submit your receipts or your invoices or your life's expenses to some sort of office who can then go oh okay you've actually been spending money on you know things that are making your footprint really really small there should be some someone to calculate that and carbon then to refund tax? you well it's the opposite <laughs> of a carbon tax and everyone fucking hates the tax because of that word yeah. everyone's like i don't want to pay more but if i can receive more yeah it's like that inverted psychology to actually get people to change their behavior yeah fully that's a thing you just got to incentivize everything so you could solve that problem on the beach where you think about like there's Australians with the strength of our dollar compared to a currency like in a developing nation Mm. and we've got people who dedicate their entire lives to picking up bottles and cans one at a time because they can get 10 cents for them yeah so imagine offering that same like tiny tiny refund to someone in a country where that tiny refund is going to go a lot further yeah that beach would be full of people picking it up and claiming it and treating it as the value that it, it is. But I guess like the, the thing that I was thinking about that sits alongside this or is related to it was that I'm wondering where like there's so many different 
avenue points to try and address this problem from? Because is the solution to have better recycling, is the solution to try and incentivize people to clean up the beach, or is the solution in this Bornean context to to just like, to not even hit it from a rubbish end, but to look at it from just a sanitation end, to be like, we're just gonna basically put the infrastructure in so that you don't need to produce the volumes of bottled water that you're currently yeah, producing. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, it, you know, I was... Are you saying like, what's more important? Well, what's gonna be more effective? Right, yeah. yeah. Holy shit, that's a really good question. Because like, wow. if you, I, I couldn't, you didn't have a, you didn't have a choice. Yeah. If you wanted to like maintain your own fucking physical well-being, you had it, it. Like it was this fucking crippling paradox that I had to get get over. Yeah, yeah. Because I yeah. was like, I feel like I'm contributing to the problem here against my will. But it's it's. Uh, first of all, I'd say that you should feel really good about like even thinking about that because most people still aren't even wouldn't even be thinking about it like I, I dare say that a lot of tourists who travel to Borneo from wherever their developed country is they probably buy a lot of bottled water there too it's probably no different it's probably just heaps cheaper but they yeah. just don't even think about it as far as the waste that goes along with it yeah yeah so I don't know it just like it really just widened my horizons about like how this whole issue is going to be at least attempted to be addressed. I, I think it... There's so many fucking humans, which is the, the, problem, the problem, but also the solution, because there's, there's just so many opportunities to attack this problem, whether yeah. it's improving sanitation or improving recycling facilities or improving people's behavioural psychology in, in looking to yeah. avoid it and being more like you. Then, oh, thanks, bro. You're really putting me up on a pedestal. Yeah. Not at all, dude. I think, like, you sound like you, you were distressed about it, which is yeah. really admirable, in my opinion. But there's so many different people to attack so many different ways that, like, eventually it'll happen yeah. and it'll happen really, really fast. It's just <laughs> whether we cross that point in the next 11 years and three months or whatever the UN's given us. Oh, fuck. But, you know, and... that. <laughs> Fuck. What a timeline. Like that's, it's very I fucking possible. hate this timeline, bro. It, I hate it. Yeah, it's shockingly terrifying. All this like, talk about meditation just fucks <laughs> when you think about that, bro. How the fuck can you sit no, down it's and not. It makes that all the more important, doesn't it? Because you've got to squeeze every ah. every bit out of every minute until when. But what I'm, saying is that, what I'm saying is that when it happens, it'll happen really, really quickly. Fuck. We are in a world now where we worry about if we're worrying too much or should we be worried. I know. Our consciousness is just cooked. Fuck. It's gone too. It's been in the Fuck. oven too long. I oscillate every day between like, should I just fucking try and be content and try and be happy and convince myself that everything's sweet versus like everything is not sweet. <laughs> so I find that like, I think I have suffered at the hands of that problem for long enough that whether it's through total delusion or whether it's real, I use that as like an excuse to be positive almost. Like I make yeah. that really, I find thinking about the futility of our future makes me feel more present in today. Like it helps me actually think, well, fuck it. I'm just going to live today like it was my last day. You know, I think like, and that's a really nice headspace. And I find that puts me in gear to get to those days where at the end, I'm just like, ah. Oh, 
feels so exhausted and so good. If I can just have a few more years of this, I'm going to be pretty fucking tired by then. Yeah, fuck. I don't, but I, I think I, the problem is, is that too many people, if you said like, okay, if it's the last day on earth, what would you be doing? And their instant response is like, oh, I'd just probably get fucking loose and like rob a, <laughs> rob a bank or something. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know I what I mean? Probably, probably just go down the bottle with a cricket bat. Like, <laughs> what about you? <laughs> and like, in, and this is the thing, people are like, oh, well, if we're fucked anyway, there's no ramifications. So... I'm just gonna yeah, like. I guess. But the problem is, is that you when can you mold that narrative to whatever you want. Yeah, but I think the thing is that the conception of the end of the world is like I feel like when people put that situation to me, like, oh, it's the last day on earth. What are you gonna do? You're you're like, oh well, it's not gonna end in tragedy. The sun's just gonna set. We'll go to bed and then that'll be it. Yeah, it's like yeah, no, yeah. no, no. That's not how it's gonna be. It's gonna be a slow and fucking painful, <laughs> vicious fucking storm so better enjoy today while you've got it and then you just goes round and round and round <laughs> nah this guy here's oh, got Jesus. it mate he's just kayaking mate I think we've done pretty well we're sitting on a beach like a little secret beach in Sydney Harbour secret it's only secret because syringes get washed up that, yeah the most <laughs> deflating thing to arrive to such a beautiful <laughs> idyllic scene instantly a big yellow sharps container and a sign saying don't take your shoes off <laughs> we both took our shoes off. <laughs> oh, Not going to catch anything that already happened. <laughs> yeah, anyway, man, it just... It just made me think about how complex this beast is. Yeah, it is. So, just got to keep trying, I guess. It, that, yeah, I think it's literally the only... In the interests of self-preservation, that's the only headspace you can leave that conversation with is that I'm going to throw everything I can yeah, at this. Yeah, we tried. We just want to, humanity just needs to be able to sign off to saying, hey, we fucking tried. At the moment, I don't think we, you know, you come into the sheds after a big loss, You don't, if you haven't tried, you don't want to look the coach in the eye. If yeah. you know that you haven't given everything out of there, you don't want to look the coach in the eye. Yeah. But if you fucking, if he knows or she knows that you gave everything you got, then you can be like, look, we just weren't good enough. Yeah, but that's that level of shame is needed. But yeah. that's terrifying to think that that's what we do. Mm. You know, there's no match next week for this one. You can't yeah. just run onto the pitch and do a better job next time. There's no Mad Monday. <laughs> the shame's coming though. Sometimes when I make people coffee and they know that I'm hard on the whole keep cup angle. They don't want to look me in the eye when they've forgotten theirs. And it's mm. funny. And I'm like, oh, whatever. Like, you bring your cup, like, every day. Just mm. don't be hard on yourself. And I, you know, try and keep it positive. And, yeah. But it's a, sort of a helpful thing when people feel that. And they're like, oh, I yeah. don't want to feel this again. Yeah. I don't like 100%, this 100%, man. 100%. Yeah. But, I mean, like, the, the keep cup thing just feels like, from our point of view, there's just no, no excuse. Yeah. The, you know, and, and it's a no-brainer. Yeah, it is. But the problem is, is that that just sits in a small pocket of what is a fucking large problem, and that kind of mentality needs to be taken everywhere and to everything, rather than just being people being like, oh, "I've got the keep cut for my coffee," and then they go to Seven Eleven and buy a fucking prepackaged sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're like, yeah, oh, yeah. well, fuck me. Mate. Yeah, but better one than neither. Like, I'd prefer that person is a hypocrite 
for doing something like that, but they're at, at least part of their brain is starting yeah. to incline towards the. the we just need to speed issue. up this this process somehow. Yeah, it's really, it's it's so. That's the the scariest thing about the entire situation is that it's going to come down to the individual, not looking your coach in the eye or at your mates, looking yourself in the eye and going like. Have I done enough? Am I doing enough? Like, yeah. I, I know that this is, I've heard enough about this. Like, I know I need to be throwing everything at this. Like, everything. Yeah. It's, the problem, it's like, it's, the discourse around it is certainly picking up, but I still feel like it's, there's so much other stuff that keeps it out of front and center. Mm. I just, I, the main thing I don't understand at the moment is parents, particularly young parents, who, you know, like, God, this is going to be probably the most contentious thing I'll ever say with a microphone attached wow. to me. But you know, <laughs> but you know how so, yeah. <laughs> I like it you've at least with the disclaimer with a microphone. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend. <laughs> Look, it's not even that bad. It's not, it's not good. But you know how some young mums are just like, fuck you, I just had a baby. I don't give a fuck about anything. Yes. Like some, I'm saying. I'm not saying all. But some... <laughs> I like yeah it, some and I get it like well I mean I haven't had a baby yet and I can't so I, I can I can sort of get it as much as I can but I understand that the attitude is I just did the most significant thing a human being can do on this planet thank you and I'm not I've thinking got about anything else and you have no right to tell me anything about anything else because of what I've just done so I've got 15 years off now yeah something like that exactly <laughs> but that's for me, that's the, that is the biggest hypocrisy in the entire situation. It's like, yeah, yeah, I get it. You produce life. You're amazing. Doesn't that mean that now's the time to start really, really caring? Because yeah, you've, you've just added another <laughs> fucking mouth to feed, mate. Yeah, exactly. You've just, you know, immortalized yourself in another human soul. So, I mean, you're going to suffer this in some capacity. Is it now yeah. the time? Yeah. It's fine. so awkward, though, because... I don't know, I'm not about to say that to a pregnant woman or to nah. a woman who's just had a Holding baby. their ugly six-month-old in their fucking arms. Yeah, if I've got... like, That's where that, this social line is, is that if if I've got a mate who has a baby and they stroll up to me with, with a takeaway container and a plastic bag and they're like, look at this baby I just had, I'm not about to go, yeah, yeah, your baby's nice, but what the fuck is that? <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be like, oh, my God. And I'm, yeah. you know, I'll ignore Play it. Nice. I'll, I'll, I'll squash it down. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Look, let's just keep our fingers and our toes crossed. Though. Yeah, and just keep enjoying right now for what it is. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty good idea. Yeah, nice. I, uh, think, I don't think I could talk much more. Nah, let's enjoy the art, yeah. man. 